Hello and welcome to the Property Investing Australia podcast, where we'll be covering the right way to invest in property without taking the unnecessary risks, how to manage your money, and how to build the right mindset so that you can achieve your financial and wealth building goals. I'm your host, Nero Dambi Pillay. Well, that changed quickly. We're now starting to see headlines about property prices rising. But just two months ago, three months ago, we were seeing headlines about property prices crashing. So if these people were so wrong about the property price crash of 2023, how can you trust them to be right about the property boom? Well, that's exactly what we'll cover today. Hi, it's Nero here. And let's begin by looking at why all those predictions for property prices to drop 20, 25%, even more than that, were horribly wrong. And then let's look at what's driving the new property boom. Now, essentially, for everyone who thought that property prices would crash, they were basing those predictions on the fact that the RBA has gone on a very fast increase of interest rates, people would struggle on paying their mortgages, they'd have to fire sell, and the property market would crash. And then they would cite evidence of this happening in different parts around the the world. And it has happened. For example, it did happen in the, the US, especially after the GFC. But then why didn't it happen in Australia? What's so different about the Australian property market that makes it so resilient? Well, have a look at this. This chart and table is from the Reserve Bank of Australia. And what you can see is that from May 2022, interest rates started to increase. Previous to that, they were at a record low of 0.1%. Currently, they're sitting at 3.85%, which is an increase of 3.75. But what if I told you it actually only represents a real increase of about 0.75% for most mortgage holders? Now, what do I mean by that? Well, consider this. Whenever you go for a loan, the bank will look at your ability to pay back the loan if interest rates rose by 3%. That's known as the APRA serviceability buffer. So when people went to get home loans when interest rates were at 0.1%, the banks were servicing them or looking at their ability to repay the loans if interest rates rose to 3.1%. Okay, that was a 3% buffer. So now we're sitting at 3.85% which is only a 0.75% increase on the serviceability rate that many people who got mortgages at record lows were serviced on. Now also remember that a lot of people got mortgages before interest rates were at 0.1%, okay? So therefore, although the increase is painful, although it's stressful, it doesn't make their mortgages unaffordable. And this is the one thing that so many people who have come out with these doomsday predictions about the property market got wrong. Our lending system, our banking system in Australia is one of the strongest in the country, coupled with the fact that real estate is so important to our economy that the government often throws in incentives, whether it's either saving taxes for first home buyers or giving them incentives to go out and and buy property, The fact is our Australian property market is very, very resilient. But there's one more thing as well, and this is where we as Australians often differ from people around the world, is that we in Australia will do anything to protect our family home. We'll cut back on all sorts of things as much as possible 
so that we can keep our home. Now, I'm not saying that some people aren't struggling, they are, but the fact is we are not seeing these horrible predictions about property price crashes coming true at all because of the health of our banking system, our strict lending criteria, and the mindset of the average Australian. But then you might be thinking, okay, Nero, so the property market isn't going to crash, but people are struggling. You said that yourself. So then how can property prices be actually rising? Well, first, let's confirm that they actually are rising, and then I'll explain to you what the reasons are for this next recovery phase of the property cycle. Sydney gears up for mega house price boom. Now, this article is all about the Sydney house market because the Sydney market was the market that dropped the most in 2022, and it's also the one that's recovering the fastest, okay? However, there are plenty of other markets around the country that are also rising quite strongly, but this article only focuses on Sydney. Sydney's house price rebound continues to gain momentum, with CoreLogic's daily dwelling values index now up 4.5% from its 7th February low. Now this article is written on the 24th of May and it's referring to the 7th of February. So it's less than three months from the low point to how much property prices have risen right now. So 4.5% increase in three months works out to be on average 1.5% per month. If you annualize that 1.5 times 12 gives you 18% price growth in Sydney. Now, personally, I don't think that's gonna continue at that rate. I think the property prices will continue to rise, but they will start to slow down slightly because more and more sellers will start to see that, oh, they can actually sell their property for a good price, increasing the number of listings, which will slow the rate of growth, okay? However, the fact is property prices are rising, as we can see from this chart. Sydney last week also recorded its highest final auction clearance rate, 73% since February 2022. And again, that's very, very important because February 2022 was just before interest rates started to rise. So in other words, there is as much demand in the market relative to supply right now with interest rates at the highest they've been in over a decade as there was when interest rates were at record lows. So it really scrambles this argument that interest rate rises make property prices crash. And then if we have a look at this article, it says Sydney's house prices could rise 10% this year. Now, mind you, they've already risen 4.5%. So we're only talking another 5.5% for this to be correct. I personally think Sydney house prices will rise anywhere between 10 to that 18% that I mentioned earlier on, somewhere in that range just this year and they'll start to rise even more when the RBA decides to finally cut interest rates. Sydney's house prices could rise by 10% or more this year if the market maintains its current rate of growth, which is fueled by low stock and resurgent demand, experts say. The way we, things are going, we could end up with a 10% rise in house prices this year, said Shane Oliver, AMP Capital's chief economist. Sydney prices have accelerated this month, so there's probably an element of FOMO in there, particularly those who are less affected by the rate hikes. So what that's referring to is the fact that buyers are starting to realize that there aren't enough properties out there and they want to get in. There's a fear of missing out. And what I've started to realize as I'm continually buying properties in multiple areas around the country for clients is that owner occupiers 
are now not so much looking for value. Instead, they're willing to pay a premium to exit the rental rat race or to get that home that they want when they've missed out on so much. So they're certainly more willing to pay a premium. And so it's no longer about getting value in some of these markets. It's about getting the property at a price that you can afford and then enjoying the next wave of capital growth that's inevitably coming. The tightness in the for sale and rental markets combined with the pickup in house prices seems to be bringing buyers out of the woodwork, particularly those who were previously waiting for further weakness in the market. So there you go. Buyers who are thinking the property market is going to crash further are starting to realize, no, it's not. The bottom of the market has been reached. Property prices are now rising. The only question is how much are they gonna rise by and how fast are they going to rise by? And if you're an investor, where is the best places for you to buy to get the maximum capital growth, right? There's no longer a question about property prices crashing, even if interest rates do rise one or two more times. The article then goes on to share some of the areas where there's been the biggest drop in listings. So Eagleby in Queensland for the last 12 months to April, the number of listings is down 48% compared to a year ago. Adelaide, 38% drop. Baldivis in Western Australia, a 34% drop. Upper Coomera in Queensland, a 34% drop. Blacktown in Sydney, a 26% drop. These are big numbers, especially when you consider that we have now more buyers out there in the market than 12 months ago. So we have, let's assume we had a roughly balanced market 12 months ago, okay? That means that listings have dropped, buyers have increased. This gap between demand and supply is getting bigger and bigger, and that is forcing prices up. So what's gonna then constrain that? What could potentially slow down that rate of growth? It's the RBA. If they keep increasing interest rates at one or two more times, that will slightly slow the rate of growth temporarily, but then it will keep increasing again when the RBA signals it's finished raising interest rates. But when interest rates start to drop, as I expect they will do still by the end of this year, if not early next year, watch out, see how fast prices will rise. And this is one of the major reasons why I've been saying that in 2023, as a property investor, you have one of the best buying opportunities. You have the opportunity to take advantage of this next property boom. You don't want to miss out on that. But at the same time, you don't want to make a mistake and buy in the wrong area. So if you want help, if you want to find out how do you work out where the best areas are to buy, click the link in the description below to get for free the digital version and the audio version of my book. I hope this episode helps. I'll see you next time.